All right, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. I'm here with a real Giga Chat. Giga, Giga Brad. Brad. Long time no here. I had I had uh, Scott Countryman ask the other day, hey, whatever happened to Brad? And is he okay? So would you like to answer, Scott? Well, me and Jed haven't talked since the last time we did a podcast together. So I'll answer for Jed as well as for everyone else. Um, yeah, I'm cool. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, I think one of the last podcasts we had was when you you were... <laughs> You were sitting in a kiddie pool in your backyard and you had like a live panic attack. And so you had to get up and just start oh, walking. Wow. You remember that? Oh, God. Yeah, it was throughout the whole thing. I was having yeah. a panic attack. Yeah. Ah, wow. That was a really crappy point in my life. But uh, things have gotten, gotten a lot better since then. Yeah, you. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just so everyone knows, uh, the reason I sound like I have a list is because since that time, I've had all of my teeth removed from my mouth. Um, and they've been replaced with dentures. So, um, yeah ironically i would say if you i would say you you speak better now i would say there's less well i'm i'm talking without them in right now um so it it would sound better than it does now but um i don't wear them all the time that's the one thing they don't tell you about dentures is like you start to get comfortable without them in, you know, and but, you pretty much only wear them like when you go out of the house. Well, to, what that might be interesting, actually. So, like, walk me through that process. Like, was that so? And this is a this is a super 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 common thing, especially with uh, with op- opiate addicts. I would say opiate and meth, I guess, but it's and yeah and alcohol it's like it's a combination of like opioids weaken your bone marrow plus all you want to eat is sugar and Mm -hmm. plus uh ain't nobody got time to go to the dentist so it's like a combo yeah i think go ahead with your question yeah how did you like how did you finally decide to just like do to just start with a clean slate and like how freaking painful was it to get all your teeth removed well i still have about six or seven on the bottom to hold the bottom in um but i might have to get those removed too almost wish i had gotten them all taken out but so the way that i lost them was you know through drug use. And I also, I think I would have been had a problem anyway, because 
I grind my teeth like crazy, like uh, all for my whole life. I would grind them to the point where they were basically like in your sleep. No, it all day. Really? Like it, it, it was like a comforting thing for me to do. Like when it, when you would oh. hear them like creak. Oh yeah, yeah I remember I, that. So it was that, like a, a conscious thing of like like almost like a like a pacifier type of thing where like it, it was like comforting yeah. to grind your teeth. Oh, ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I think that it was a combination of like uh, the drugs and then like the grinding of the teeth. Like there were indents on my teeth where you could like and then they just like they once they started to go it was like this really rapid process it's like they they were fine for a long time maybe just yellow and then one chip one like one chipped and then i had to get one removed and then they just all started falling apart like over the course of like two years like Actually, after I got sober was when they started falling out <clears throat> and I couldn't afford to like if something happened to one, uh, I couldn't afford to have a root canal. So I would just have to have it pulled. And then as I had stuff pulled, I would grind, but there would be less teeth in there. So put more oh. pressure on the ones that were left and they all just started like falling out to the point where like. Like from the time you last spoke with me, like my teeth were just so disgusting and they made me feel so uncomfortable all the time. Um, and I mean, I still had teeth, but they were like chipped and yellow and black and just like totally nasty. So <clears throat> I ended up moving to South Carolina and after, you know, um, staying with my mom and my daughter for a little while like I I had always wanted to get my teeth like fixed and then I ended up getting arrested for some stuff that happened a long time ago I ended up getting out then I got a job and luckily it was like COVID mask season so I could cover my teeth all the time so like my new job they didn't know like how how my teeth looked and then it was like a remote job too so that was cool but I made the decision to get dentures basically I went and I saw a dentist and he he was like yeah you know unfortunately it's possible to save your teeth what you have left but it would cost you so much money and you would spend so much time in the dentist chair that you would just wish that you had them all pulled out and uh even when they do a root canal you know it's not it's not a permanent thing. You, you still have to have work done on the tooth and eventually it falls out anyway. But what it was like getting them out, <clears throat> I ended up going to this place called affordable dentures. That that's, and they char- that that's what, you, that's what you want in a title of a dentist affordable. I know dude. Well, I went to great value dentistry. I know, but I didn't get like, they had, They had like four different kinds. They had like the base level, which was like, like 700 bucks. And then they had a level above that and then a level above that. And then they had like the top tier, but I got the second to most good kind, um, which cost me like four grand. 
including getting all the teeth pulled out. So what's the other option for people that would have been getting those like, like screw in veneers or something? Yeah. I mean, they, you, you, you would, I mean, someone in my situation, they would have had to do like all root canals and then attaching, uh, like crown like fake crowns onto each tooth that had a root canal so i had like 27 teeth that would have been like twenty seven thousand dollars um and then they would have put like bridges in to to correct the places where there were no teeth so i don't know it would have probably cost me like 30 grand or something so that's the other option um, which, and when which, I got them pulled, I, I love how uh, health insurance is like. Oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, those bones that stick out of your face that are pretty much the most important part of your body. Like, we're not going to cover those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Medicaid. Yeah, Medicaid doesn't cover it either. They only cover extractions, which is crazy. God. Yeah, oh, that's rough, but. Okay, so, but getting them was like, I mean, I know you were stoked, right? Yeah, so I was excited about it, but it was a whole process. Like, so you, you, you go in and they extract like, you know, 20 teeth all in one day while you're awake. What? Uh, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it's brutal. And so... You make an appointment, you go in there, and then this is, it's fucked up. God, they, uh, that's awful. They had this big, like, they had, like, the older dentist. And I was like, this guy's going to pull my teeth. This guy's cool. But then this other guy came in, and he was, like, this muscle-bound, like, jackhammer dude. And he was, he, he was, like, a dental student. He was, like, in his early 20s, but just, like, jacked. And I was like, oh, cool. This guy's going to pull my teeth. Because teeth pulling is not easy, you know. You need some muscle. I know, I know. And the bigger you are, you know, the more teeth. The you know, I'm a big guy, so I'm sure it was. I was like, God, I hope this goes well, because so many things can go wrong. Like they can break a tooth. Uh, I know. Tooth break, then they have to like get in there and drill stuff out and like pull it out piece by piece because they're like deep in there. Yeah, you know the. The part of your tooth that's exposed is like, like one third of the total tooth. Um, so they pulled them all out, and then you've got like this, these, this like gaping hole in your mouth. And they are like, you know, they tell you like, yeah, you'll be able to wear your dentures out the day that day. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll be looking good right away. And they kind of like, you know, played down like what it's like (laughs) right right so like i left and she she was like all right like i was like there was just like all this blood coming out of my mouth she was like all right let's put those dentures in i was like wait you're not gonna like stitch anything up or like pack it or anything like that nope and then she just like stuck the dentures on top of the like wound and i was like okay uh all right thank you Knowing in my mind, I was like, I'm pulling these out immediately. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is not how you want to be doing it. 
And so I pulled them out and then they give you like a temporary pair. Um, so I actually don't have my permanent pair yet because um, you have to wait a year for your whole mouth to heal. Oh, so you haven't even got so like, the, the actual. Right, now. right. So the they one give you. They give you the cheapest version as a temporary pair. They, then, they give, they they give, give you the good stuff later. They give you the loner that like everybody, it's the same pair everyone has. Dude. And I don't, dude. And like when you, when I was not happy with the fit, still not. I mean, one side of my, like my, my smile was crooked as hell. It looks so fake and lopsided. Like I was, so I was like just a new thing to be insecure about. For the longest time and actually had this done and I had to go in and talk for a living, you know, go back to work like with three days rest. So I had to like learn to talk without my teeth. And, you know, after, I don't know, it was probably like two months, I was able to put the dentures in. And uh, then I got promoted to supervisor and they were like, you got to work in the office. So it was like just in time, but I remember one of the first times I ever wore them was when I was going in for the interview and like your mouth is like not used to wearing them. So it's all dry and your teeth are like sticking to the dentures and they look fake. So every time you smile, you're like, what the, like these guys are going to know I'm sitting in front of my two future bosses um, trying to like sound good and look good and then the whole time i'm just like god they're gonna know i have fake teeth everyone's gonna know oh no nah, dude i still think people know um but I, i'm i'm now getting to the point where i'm about to get my permanent pair so it's gonna be interesting to see if people can like pick up on the fact that my teeth are not crooked anymore and they look more realistic <laughs> so it's kind of like gonna let the cat out of the bag i think yeah i either way i mean i'm i am glad uh i mean i'm just glad you don't have to i mean i know having the bum teeth was really uh rough on you oh yeah it's i'm sure for anybody that's going through that um you know dentures is better but it's it's not a it's not a cure-all. I mean, it has its downsides, but yeah, I'm definitely stoked to not be embarrassed to smile. Like I've gotten over that so I can smile and stuff. And I think like, you know, when you really smile, people can tell, you know, if you have your mouth open that there's some big thing in your mouth. So I don't know. I think like, I've never told anybody at work, but I think I would, like I've, I've, like I'm to the point where I'm not so ashamed of it. I, I told them like that I used to have a a drug problem. Trying to get a little sympathy for my weirdness, you know. Because uh, <sighs> I, I think that they were like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, whatever. I already got promoted. So, what are you gonna do now? Fire me? That's a whole thing got to go through the disciplinary process and it's i mean i'd have lots of notice that's the cool thing though when you get like a real job it's like hard to get fired if you're working for like a good company you know you ever yeah. run into that yet 
yeah, well, it's like once you get once you get in to like a company where HR is involved, yes, then you're like, right. Oh, there's like labor laws and good practices and uh, right. Yeah, FMLA and all sorts of yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They can't fire you without like documenting it and I mean, so like at any time I think like God, I'm doing this. I still I have imposter syndrome. I tell you what, dude. Everyone I always does. feel like I everyone. always feel like I'm about to get fired. You know. Well, this I've is never what. Been, well, never been disciplined. Th- this is what um what me and Brent were talking about uh the other day because he's he's like a a freaking he's like almost a doctor or he's getting his, uh, yeah, he's going to PhD and he's like, why did we, yeah, well he was double majoring. So I don't know if he still is or not in biology and chemistry, but he was just like, why did we like never try? Because like, it's like, it's all you got to do. Like we can do whatever we want. We just got to try. I mean, he's like, you're a counselor now. Like, I'm, you know, it's like, it wasn't that hard. It's like, why did we net? Like, we were always just so content with just like being cooks or waiters or, you know what I mean? It's like, we never. Yeah. And I, I remember you mad about how hard it is. Like, yeah, God, dude, the government needs to take care of us. Yeah. We, we, we got it so hard. I mean, how are we supposed to make a living at 715 hours? Like, well. Maybe go get a job that's like pays more than that, you know. Which, <laughs> which I guess I mean, like it sounds simple, but they're there. They they exist. You know, my company's growing. They start at fifteen an hour, and we don't have enough people. And so it's weird being on the other side of it. Well, and I think you said it. I remember you saying this quote like a long time ago, where you were like. Um, because part of it too was back then it's there's like a certain appeal in shucking responsibility and it's like those kind of jobs enabled us to just party all the time or just get hot you know what I mean and you were Mm -hmm. like we uh we spent so much time trying to figure out a way to beat the game that by the time you figured out that the only way to beat it is to play it like we were so far behind yeah that's a good point but like, we're even really not like, that's the thing too, is I like, I feel like I've caught up to a lot of my peers, except I had a shit ton more life experience than other people do. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. some people just kind of, they've just been on the same track and like, you know, pretty, I'm not saying one is better than another, but it 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 is a different life. Yeah, I mean, I as soon as I got like a, a like a regular job, for those that don't know, I got a job as a bill collector working for this company in South Carolina and it was paying like 13 an hour plus bonuses and uh after about 8 months they posted a position for a supervisor and I got it. So now I'm a supervisor of a, well, I'm the supervisor of a hospital 
the billing department of the hospital in North Carolina, their extended billing office. And we end up, uh, we, we manage or I supervise the collection of $3 million each month. Um, that's how much my team collects. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy how quickly if you do apply yourself um, and you, you put yourself in the position to be successful um, that you can be. And I think that like what, what you said, the life experience thing, you know, <clears throat> it kind of puts things into perspective, being at the bottom and seeing how bad things are. Because one of the things I still see in my, you know, among my peers at work is there's like this negative attitude, like the, like people want to complain about their station. There are people that, that are going to be stay as supervisor or at that level forever um, and because they, they have a negative outlook and they complain about everything. You know, they don't, they want to complain about the boss or complain about the work. Um, and it's difficult when you get in like uh, the workspace to not kind of participate in that negative stuff. Um, yeah. So I was it, just so grateful. Well, yeah, that's a good point. It's like, yes, being at the bottom, you tend to be much more thankful for just getting like a consistent, work experience like or just some reliability i guess and this is actually a perfect segue to if you've been listening to me and brad our our favorite uh and my least favorite subject it's a love-hate relationship uh kanye west speaking of struggling and and hustling and <laughs> this is a great segue it is, dude. It's, all right. So first, I'd like to say, I don't think for one second that the Pete Davidson Kanye beef was uh, was was not planned because we just so happened to have Donda Two and Genius uh, spelled J E E N hyphen Y. Wait, how do I spell it? Y-U-H-S. Um, yeah, his documentary and a new album come out. Like, I come on. Like, that shit is so planned. And I, you know, I tip my hat to him. Uh, There's always some drama. Or, so stays, have you... He stays creating drama. Yeah, and so the other thing, he, he like, shucked uh, some, you know, $13 million Apple deal to exclusively stream his new album on his own proprietary it's called the stem player which i don't even understand what mm -hmm. that is what is it well, i can tell you what it is all right so the stem player costs two hundred dollars and basically what it is is it's an mp3 player but there are four stems so it's the songs are entered into it in a way that you can isolate certain segments. Oh. Of the track. So you have, 
you have like the vocals is one stem then you have like the drums and the bass is another stem then you have like the melody or the like the the rhythm as one stem and then i think actually no it's the bass as one drums is one the melody or rhythm or like the instrumental is one and then the vocals is one and you can take out you can play them all together or take out parts if you want and i think it's kind of like it's supposed to be like interactive so you could take out the vocals and do your own vocals or you could take out the drums and play drums along to it you know that kind of thing well that's kind of interesting i didn't realize it was 200 dollars, and that's yeah that's... definitely not worth it but i no. thought about buying it i know you have just because i you thought were... about it i i don't know man well, okay once I, I knew no, go ahead. Once I knew he was only releasing his album on the stem player, which is like genius because he's he not only is he not really he's not releasing it on any streaming platform. He said, no, I'm not doing that. The only way you're going to hear my new album is if you buy the stem player. And it's like a kind of like a way to say, screw these screaming streaming services like you, you want to hear my stuff. It's only going to be on the stem player. And as a result of that. What I did notice was one of his new songs is actually on the radio because people want to hear it so bad and they can't hear it any other way that they actually started playing his stuff on the radio, which is, I think, kind of interesting, too, because I know he was kind of PO'd at the radio stations for not playing him. I think his quote was, F you, radio. Well, he, F he, you, radio. Like, me, okay, <laughs> like, call me. <laughs> <laughs> so i think like so the documentary has given me like okay i do respect him more as like a uh what's the word like impresario like i didn't re like that dude does have some serious talent like i didn't realize he was such a prolific producer like i didn't know he produced all those bands and i don't know everyone like on him as far as being not being a legitimate rapper and all that stuff and I he really did change change the game in a lot of ways and he did introduce some new elements and stuff I I guess I just don't I still am not sold on like everything he touches being this just like oh my god it's so genius it's so good and he i i think he's actually gotten lazy or he's just so busy that he doesn't have the time to like put as much work into it but i still really like a lot of his music and i think that as far as like an artist like him being an artist he's one of the only <clears throat> yeah he's probably my favorite artist I mean, a lot why, of people. Why? Like, why? Because I really relate to him. And part of the reason is that I think it has to do with me being bipolar. So, a lot of like, he, I'll, I'll listen to Kanye music and I'll like actually be driven to tears. Yeah. I think that some of this Christian music is actually like kind of advanced as far as like, do you, the, the, the struggles that he talks about I, I just don't think that he's being you see so you, you think, think it's legitimate. legitimate you think it's legitimate yeah 
yeah, if you really listen, I mean, like, yeah, it sounds legitimate, but then he'll go and do something like, then he'll go and say some weird stuff, you know, or say something that just sounds corny. So, I mean, I, I definitely understand like the, like, he, he, like, he'll come out of left field and say something that I don't like, but I, like, I try to look past that and just enjoy the music. I, I'm able to look past it. I don't know, because some of the other stuff is just so, so good. Um, but I, I mean, and I think he has a lot of fans, you know, obviously. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, it's just a feeling that I get. Yeah, He's really cool. good. Yeah, he is. He is really good. I, I, I guess I'm just. Well, like, it, just statements like, you know, when he was, like, calling, you know, Beyonce's album, this is, like, the greatest thing. It's, like, I, I guess I really, and I'm, I'm not, this isn't a unique thought by any stretch of the imagination, but this manufactured pop music when there are just, I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands was that a what was that what was that a siren that was, that was or a skinwalker sorry i'm uh um, there's hundreds of thousands I'm, of artists out there that are probably infinitely uh, more talented that no one will ever hear oh yeah well i mean you know it's there's a lot of competition nowadays for sure um, I what think is- that what Kanye's doing is kind of like what other people should do. I mean, it goes beyond like people want something interactive. It's not enough nowadays to just release a really good record and have really good songs. Like that's not enough to get you noticed. Now people expect more. They want to interact. They want to feel that. They want to feel like a sense of like a relationship, like that parasocial bond. Um, it used to be that you could develop like the strongest way to develop that or one of the strongest ways was through uh, listening to a record. But now that we have the Internet and streaming and um, social media and things like that, people want to interact more. So I think that's what Kanye's doing is he has already the platform so that he, I mean, he's basically like a professional wrestler. Uh, it's, it's fake. It's, it's a story. People get to participate in it and then he releases the music and people check it out. You know, you kind of have to do that nowadays. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. And he is, yeah, he has a very firm grasp on packaging and marketing and theatrics and yeah that's a solid point it that's what 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 continuous it like it makes me mad it doesn't make me mad it's i mean it's 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 just unbelievable really like when i just scroll through tiktok i guess this is just how this is how society advances. This is how humanity evolves. This is just how it works. But it just seems like 
all everyone today is just next level like guitar playing drumming dancing painting whatever creative thing there is out there the people that are at the top of the level it's just it's just unreal like it's like I, I don't like people were not that good at things when we were teenagers or maybe they were oh, yeah, definitely not. but like no, how, did, how did that happen is it just because of there's such a free exchange of ideas right. and yeah I guess so the internet the internet man people just continue to get better and better and better <clears throat> I mean things i mean there were people if, thinking about guitar there were people who were i think there's an upper limit uh there were much fewer people when we were kids that were at that upper level and those people who are at that level um had a smaller chance of being able to make any money at it um but now everyone can study those people and get you know they can it's very accessible from a very young age you know if you want to learn how to play guitar all you have to do is go on youtube and there are people who are making their living teaching you know if i want to learn any song all i have to do is go on the internet and there is a lesson for free specifically for that song every single song that you can imagine isn't that crazy yeah it's really crazy <laughs> It's really crazy. Uh, well, I'm interested. Yeah. I like, so I don't, I, I'm not a very good predictor of like what, like what's going to come next because it's like, okay, like I don't know what the upper limit of people's talents, like where can it possibly go? Like, once you've literally perfected like it seems like technical ability is is really big right now right but it's like well, okay so once you are the once you have mastered things so is it going to be like a simplification again like like what's the well, innovation going to be well there's there are multiple different like just I mostly know about guitar, but there are multiple different ways that you can be good at guitar. So um, you can be technically good, meaning that you can learn and play something very cleanly and precisely. You can be good at improvisation, which means you can make things up as you go along and play along with people really well. Um, and then you could be a good writer someone who writes really good songs um which is kind of like improv but not really the same because you could be good at improv meaning you could play along well with someone else but not be able to write any of your own things you just have good enough taste to 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 uh do simple you know do do phrasing that sounds good but no ability to structure it into a song um i think that a lot like as far as the barrier to be good technically i think anyone with enough time can be technically good at any instrument they just need time and it's, it's going to be different amounts of time for different people 
but anyone can be technically good. And because of the internet, if you get really technically good, you can have a platform and you can make money at it. But I respect more um, improvisational ability and songwriting ability more than technical ability. I think that the next level will always be like some type of boundary pushing, some type of boundary pushing in the songwriting area. Um, You know, artists like push the boundaries. So we, you know, basically like, that's why I respect Kanye. Back to Kanye, it's like all these things he's doing this is what artists do. They push boundaries. So like anytime he says something that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's when he's pushed too hard on the boundary. But there is a sweet spot. It's what is palatable right now. But, and it, you know, things that are really next level are going to be things that pretty much no one likes <laughs> or uh, there right, people are right. going to make them feel uncomfortable. Um, right. and like then uh, it'll become mainstream like uh um uh matthew fox is that right no i don't know, I don't no, know who, who's the um oh gosh from back to the future michael j fox like uh when he was like y'all weren't ready for that yeah y'all weren't yeah. ready for that your kids yeah, are gonna love it your exactly. kids are gonna love it yeah exactly exactly yeah well, uh, Brad, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, update us on your, your well-being and uh, shoot the breeze about Kanye West, as usual. We'll, uh, we'll have to have you back on soon to give a more, uh, a more detailed uh, something. I don't know. Yeah, anytime, man. All right, send me an email, churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com, patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs, and storefrontier.com slash churchandotherdrugs. <laughs>